Want access to richer content and exclusive analysis on the business of sport? Sports Pro Plus is used by experts across the industry to make informed decisions, with two membership tiers offering access to original content, exclusive reports, and a suite of business intelligence tools. Become a member today at sportspromedia.com forward slash subscribe and use the code FCPOD10. That's FCPOD10 at checkout for a 10% discount. The Football Co. Business Podcast. The most creative minds and innovative thinkers in football. Hello and welcome to the Football Co. Business Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Manby. And on this show, my guest is Sebastian Ox, Head of Global Football Partnerships for Allianz. I'll be talking to Sebastian about the brand's football strategy, specifically with regards to their stadium naming partnerships, as Allianz has the largest portfolio of stadium naming rights in the world. With seven, I think, I'll be checking out with Sebastian, football stadium bearing the Allianz name, including, of course, Bayern Munich's iconic Allianz Arena. Here's a good nugget of information for any stats fans out there. There's a huge geographical disparity when it comes to frequency of stadium naming rights deals. Compared to US, where across major sports upwards of 90% of teams have naming rights deals in place, that drops to below 30% for most European leagues, I believe 25% for the Premier League, aside from the Bundesliga, where it's upwards of 80%. So with that statistical curiosity out of the way, it's my great pleasure to welcome Sebastian to the show. Sebastian, hello. Hello, Alex. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's good to have you on the show. So let's start with the number. Let's get it right. How many stadia bearing the name of Allianz do you currently have in your portfolio? So right now it's seven stadia around the globe, basically, almost on every continent, you you could say. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, seven stadia, all with the name Allianz on them. Yeah, maybe there will be more th- soon. Uh, soon to come uh, and uh, yeah this is one of our big assets in our strategy uh, when it comes to sponsoring uh, and naming uh, if you will so i'll put you on the spot can you name all seven uh yeah i would think so where they are, where they are their location <laughs> yeah i can so uh, obviously as we are a munich based um company Starting with the the world famous Allianz Arena here in Munich, a uh, very iconic um, venue. As said, we are a global company, but we are based uh, uh, with our global headquarter uh, also in in Munich. So this was for us uh, back then quite an, a no brainer to to go for this stadium. Then we have the Allianz uh, Stadium uh, in or. Stadion, as it is pronounced in in German, in Vienna, uh, where Rapid Vienna plays in. And then we have the uh, Allianz Stadium in Turin, uh, in Italy, where the world-famous Juventus Torino is playing in, obviously. Um, Also a very iconic one, um, rebuilt on the ground of the Delle Alpi, obviously, um, back then. Then we're having the Allianz Riviera in France, um, also on a very iconic area and region, obviously, where the right now very successful OGC Nice is playing in, right? Currently second of the um, Ligue 1. Um, Next to this, we have on the other side of the Atlantic, basically, uh, we have uh, the Allianz Field uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, where uh, Minnesota United plays in in the MLS, also a very little but iconic uh, venue. Um, uh, we have had the uh, the MLS All Star game there last uh, year, 
which was also a very successful happening, obviously. Then more south to it, or very south to it, we have in Sao Paulo the Allianz Parque, also very iconic, also a very iconic club place in there with Palmeiras. They recently got crowned uh, Brazilian champions, uh, I think two or three weeks ago. So um, congratulations once again uh, to Palmeiras. And then last but not least, we have uh, in Sydney, Australia, we have recently, more or less recently, op reopened the Allianz uh, Stadium there. Um, this is more of a national stadium. You could, could if you would uh, compare it to Wembley, more, um, more the national team um, plays there here and there. It's a multi-purpose one, so more or less all of our winners are multi-purpose. But here you they play cricket and rugby as well on a kind of like regular basis. So there's obviously more to Allianz's sponsorship and, and particularly football strategy than just stadium partnerships. But as you said yourself, they play a key role. What is it about stadium naming rights which you've identified as so important? Well, you know, as said already, um, we we are a global company, um, but also with local roots, right? So, um, whenever we commit to to a region and and to to an area, um, we we want to do that with a long term approach. And alongside with that approach, um, a naming of a stadium, um, yeah, does go alongside very well with it, right? So, this is basically in the back of our head. So we we. We are not fan of one-offs, fans of one-offs or so. Uh, we we always yeah are having the long long-term approach in mind, and with that uh, a stadium and slash a stadium naming uh, right yeah does go along as already said very well. So because in, in, in normal circumstances those contracts with stadium namings last at least yeah let's say 10 years or, or even longer right so this is really our approach there we we always want to to be there for a long time to show also our commitment for the respective region when you're sort of lining up the next one and i know you've you've already teased us by saying there might be some more to come what do you look at is it about um Geography, obviously, you've got seven stadia each in different countries. So, could we assume the next one would be in a country where you're not already sponsoring a stadium? Uh, is it about the stature of the club, the success, the pedigree, the prestige? Uh, is it about the stadium itself? Presumably, it's important that Allianz has its name on a yeah. fresh, modern, good-looking stadium, and not something that um, you know needs a lick of paint. Yeah, well, you know, we always count and and uh, rely very much on our uh, suggestions as well from our colleagues in the respective markets, right? So, this is a very important fact uh, in all that uh, in all this the the consideration of this. So, um most of the time or yeah, mainly we get approached of our colleagues in the markets um saying uh, here are something or here's something cool or new coming up. And um, this is the first um, uh, step then, right? Uh, it's also very important that uh, we are talking about a, a new-to-be-built stadium. We actually try to avoid renaming arenas because the, the feedback uh, towards this might turn out a bit mixed, to be honest. And also stats are showing this, right? So, and um, yeah, well, it's 
it's also important that we are talking about more or less state-of-the-art venues, as you already mentioned as well, Alex. So uh, sustainability, for example, is a very important thing for us, right? So we, we want the arenas to be as sustainable as possible and really try to engage our future partners as well, the clubs, the venue owners, to be as sustainable as possible. Yeah, as said, this is one core core value of our our brand and, and uh, of our values at Allianz, obviously. So yeah, and with this, uh, a lot of um, other points are going into that, but those were the main points coming to my head. How important is corporate hospitality? You know, you see every new stadium that's built has amazing facilities for corporate hospitality. I, mean, I think particularly in the US, I mean, actually a lot of these venues in the US are like open 24 seven, they have shopping malls, they have restaurants, but the corporate hospitality is amazing compared to, I think even just a couple of decades ago when, you know, you were sort of basically just in a, one of the better seats in the stadium and maybe you got a nice sandwich at half time. Agree, agree. But to be fairly honest as well, um, we would not go into a partnership or into a naming partnership specifically just for corporate hospitality. This is an, definitely an added value, but but not, let's say, a must-have, right? We are always uh, looking for a 360-degree three, approach there as well. So it's more about asset, showing commitment to the region, showing commitment to the club, telling great stories with the club together around the venue and around the club playing in the venue, uh, and stuff like that. So it's not mainly about corporate hospitality. Um, yeah, as said, this this comes along with it most of the time, but it's not uh, uh, yeah our main driver when talking about naming uh, a venue. That makes sense, particularly thinking about how global football is and the global reach it has. You know, there yeah. might well be eighty thousand people in the Allianz Arena watching Bayern Munich, but there's you know. Hundreds of times more people than that watching, it, right? um, you yeah. know, the game on, on on TV and so on. So yeah, no, that that makes sense. Absolutely. I want to dig into a, a little bit more what makes it right for Allianz rather than you know overall. Why is a stadium naming strategy a, a solid move? Do you think it would be a good strategy for any brand, or is there something specific about Allianz which makes you think this is right for us? As said, we, we, we are looking for long-term partnerships in basically all we are doing. Um, we Sponsorship is, 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 is a big pillar of our marketing mix. And uh, also within our other, other sponsor sponsorings, we are aiming for long-term uh, um, partnerships there as well. And a stadium naming does offer this quite, quite good. Um and uh, with that being said, it offers also a lot of uh, opportunities which might not um, be such a no-brainer for others or for 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 um, for the people outside of the marketing world. Let's say so. Uh, with that being said, um, our our aim there is really showing commitment and being able to to tell the stories uh, in the respective area areas and arenas, obviously, uh, which never been told before. You know, storytelling is of such an important um, point uh, these days in marketing. And also, you know, in, in our branch and in, in the financial world, let's say, it's a lot about trust, right? And we want uh, the consumers being able to trust us as a brand. And we, we've seen in, in stats that uh, with naming a venue, um, 
people tend to perceive a brand as very trustworthy, right? So this is also one of our um, aims with that as well, obviously, apart from that the people can trust us, right? But uh, you need to tell this, uh, obviously, and you need to show us as well. Yeah, tr Sebastian, I wanted to talk about that trustworthiness point for me because my perception was that Allianz Financial Services Company, probably trustworthiness is like the most important thing you can have, you know, if, if you, sure. without that, uh, nobody's going to want to work with you. And it, it felt to me like maybe the trustworthiness and the credibility of the stadium naming um, would be important. It also felt to me, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that maybe a financial services company doesn't have the right or, uh, you know, it would be sort of unnatural to create campaigns which um, perhaps a more endemic brand might do. You know, it'd be very strange if Allianz suddenly started creating talent-led cultural zeitgeist thumping music, um, you know, football adverts like a Gatorade or, or an Adidas yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, of course. Totally agree there. It's not something we maybe didn't consider in the past or will consider in the future. Let's see. Uh, you always need to, to go with the trend, obviously, as well. And, and especially talking uh, about reaching uh, uh, younger audiences and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally uh, uh, on the side you just said, um, Alex. It's, it's really about being able, telling stories, and, and, and as said already, and doing also campaigns which are not being able to do maybe in the ordinary way in media campaigns, talking about media campaigns and stuff like that specifically as a financial brand right so as said already this is this is very specific in the financial world let's say and with that uh, with the sponsoring and also with the naming uh, of venues obviously and and the club partnerships alongside with those naming partnerships we are able to tell other stories as well as an ordinary financial brand let's say you've talked about stories a couple of times there um and and, and campaigns and that's really interesting because Again, this is a perception that I'm happy to be uh, corrected on, but my perception is that stadium sponsorship by itself gives you huge brand awareness, massive visibility, close association with premium rights holders, um, the likes of these major clubs that you're talking about, but by itself probably limited audience engagement. Yeah. Is that fair? Um, yeah, it, it, it is fair to say uh, from a first perspective that um, that it might be uh, kind of like one-sided talking about uh, a naming a partnership and it, that it might be not that engaging uh, with the audience. But if you dive a bit deeper into that possibility and in, in, into this asset of naming a venue, um, you, you, you see a lot of opportunities coming up. Um, as said or already around storytelling and being able to to tell our messages our brand messages um, also together with the club um, having great activations in the venue uh, as well outside of the football world so you're even able to even tell stories which might attract other um, audiences outside of the football world uh, as well depending obviously how multi-purpose the venue itself is, but also how iconic the venue is. It, it's really a tons of facts and figures going alongside with the venue. But as said, uh, from a first perspective, I get that you might see a naming partnership 
kind of like one-sided and non-engaging, but um, as we are always trying to to be as flexible and as um, innovative there, uh, it isn't actually. We, we also can say that uh, it, 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 it can be very engaging and we always try to be as engaging as possible. Also be, also, per example, offering people like once in a lifetime experiences in the venues, like just imagine you and your hobby or Sunday football league team are able to play at the world famous Allianz Arena, per example, or something like that. So yeah, as I said, there, there are a lot of opportunities there. Uh, we always try to try to see and, and work out it basically. And do you identify these opportunities, this activation strategy right from the beginning when you're talking, let's say you're talking to a football club in South Africa and you're saying, well, you know, we want to name the stadium. Will you already be thinking about that activation strategy where, you know, where you're able to shift audience perception of your brand, you're able to transmit more complex messaging about Alliance, such as, you know, brand values or even products or services. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We are doing that uh, or we try to do that from the beginning of the negotiations on basically. So uh, we, uh, in an ideal world, we implement all or the main activations pil- activation pillars already into the the, the contract. Um, but other than that, the, as you need to stay flexible there as well, we definitely, together with our colleagues in the respective um, countries, try to set up a proper activation plan around the respective venue that, uh, venues then, because those are the big um, pillars in having an, a, a naming right right so it's it's really about that and it's really about having great activations uh, around that um, um, asset so this is really a very very important point to us not having just a let's say static billboard um, asset it's about activating this billboard Sebastian I want to go I want to delve into the longevity point which you've talked about a little bit yeah. and I also want to talk about um the sort of fan reaction to stadium naming because i think that's interesting and and actually i want to go back to that stat that i mentioned in the intro so 90 percent of major u.s sports teams have naming rights in deal in in place uh 30 percent across europe generally speaking 25 percent premier league but 80 percent bundesliga what is it about germany that makes it commonplace well it, it's it's a trend uh, we see also also in in the whole European world. Let's say um, it's a trend um, and it will increase for sure. But it's also depending on a lot of facts and figures as well. Also, brands here and there might not be willing or risk or willing to risk this uh, to name a venue because, as already mentioned, it's always a thin line, especially talking about renaming venues, right? So, um, but the thing also is in Germany specifically, I would say, is that over the last, let's say, decade, a lot of uh, new venues have been built in in Euro in in Germany. Sorry, so like are, are for the or let's say the last two decades, the last twenty years, uh, also for the World Cup in in two thousand six in Germany and stuff like that. The 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 venues really have been rebuilt, uh, um, um, and with that, they lost their maybe traditional flavor here and there and the, the the willingness to rename those venues was there 
for brands. And as you say, in Germany, there are a lot of brand uh, branded venues out there already. England is a bit specific because I have the feeling most of the venues there are, if they get renovated, basically, yeah, they purely renovated on uh, their specific locations there, right? So, like talking about Old Trafford, if you if if you will. So, um, having been there, obviously, it's such a traditional ground, um, and and it is there since. Ages, I would even say, so also in the perception of the of the fans and the supporters, right? So going there and rename that might really, really be very, very controversial. And um, yeah, and that being said, I think brands are not willing to risk that. But I think in the future, and the trend shows us as well, there will be naming partnerships also um, um increasing in the in the uk for sure i hope that answers your question if not no it's a terrific answer it's exactly the answer i was looking for and you raise a very interesting point about the new stadiums you know i'm thinking about premier league and i think you know brentford's gtech yeah brand new stadium yeah. brighton's amex yeah. new stadium uh, the emirates uh, yeah. was the emirates you know from day one when arsenal moved it was it was already called the emirates so exactly uh you make a good point and then and then obviously i think the flip side of that the one that shines out and this may have something to do with the popularity of the owner and his motives for doing it but newcastle sure. right yeah. changed st james's park to the sports uh, direct arena and um and that was hugely unpopular <laughs> so uh no very interesting very interesting yeah. food for thought uh, do you understand the controversy like do you understand fans negative feedback when um when their stadium and and, and particularly thinking about a, a current existing stadium which they've known and loved and called whatever its name is for so long suddenly gets changed yeah i do i totally understand that because as said a fan i would say and being a football fan as well i can just underline that is you you want to see your ground uh, and you want to remember your ground as as you got to know it basically right so uh, and you want to remember it as well and all of a sudden if there is a different name on it yeah, this 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 might be seen or is often seen very very controversial, and I totally get that, right? But as said, depending on where this name is coming from and stuff like that, I think this offers also massive opportunities with for the club and for the fans as well. So that's also what we always try to to being able to deliver to the fans. Uh, to add, to add a value for them as well, right? So this is not our point of view, but I get if a fan sees it very controversial. I think the longevity point is important as well. Um, you know, as you said, kit sponsors change quite frequently. Sometimes not, you know, Carlsberg and Liverpool have been doing it for, for 30 years, you know, lots of, but, but kit sponsors frequently change. Uh, you know, the, the, the brand who makes the kit frequently changes, not for Bayern Munich, of course, uh, where Adidas along with Allianz, uh, you know, own, Owners a, a chunk of the team, but but you're right that the the name of a stadium is whether it's named by a, after a brand or whether um, you know it's it's original name, it lasts for a long time. Does that bring it a sort of bring about a, a a sense of added responsibility? I suppose. Of course, yeah. As said, this is this is really a responsibility we are happy to take, happy to tackle. Is this long term commitment into the name into the club? into the region and this is something which is which is really important for us as Allianz. so 
um, as you say, this this is really a great responsibility, and we want we don't want to be this hop on hop off brand of 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 a jersey or a train training wear or whatsoever. So this is really something we are aiming for to to yeah to stand for stability, to stand for trustworthiness and stuff like that. So this is a really important point to us. You said the word training wear there, which is interesting because I actually I wanted to ask you about training wear. Um, Stadium naming absolutely is a trend, uh, you know, across global sport, and, and particularly if we look at our friends the other side of the Atlantic, uh, you know, we can see that that trend particularly strongly. Training wear sponsorship is another trend. I think if you told me twenty years ago that clubs would be signing seven or eight figure deals to have the name of a brand on their training wear, I'd have sort of laughed at you. And yet, um, you know, this is happening, right? I mean, reportedly, Manchester United get twenty million pounds a year from um, Tezos for to, for their name on the training wear, and in fact, Allianz have done this as well, right? It's yeah. uh, with Juventus. Yeah. Um, Allianz have the the training wear sponsorship. What were the incentives behind that deal, and and how did you go about evaluating the benefits of it? Well, uh, to be fair, we always looking obviously apart from the naming uh, and naming a venue. We always l try to improve and to extend our partnerships with the with the clubs playing in the venues as well. So, uh, so first there was the naming of the stadium, and then we we were looking into other assets as well. And obviously, the club is offering. Uh, new assets as well to us so this is basically how it went down and what we can see as well is that most of the time you see a player in their training square right uh, other than in the actual playing jersey if you will right so this is really something uh, we kind of like studied as well and we saw um, that uh, the trainings wear is 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 very present everywhere. If you think about the social media content, most of it is shot normally at the trainings grounds, and then they wear the trainings gear, obviously, right? So this is something uh, we saw uh, and and identified as 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 a great opportunity as well for us being present and and getting exposure as well, right? So this is basically what was behind it. But as said, uh, talking about Juventus as well, first there was the, the the naming partnership, let's say, and then we are always try to to increase our partnership if we are if we are satisfied with it. Of course, we are there, and and then we try to also find new ways. So this is how we try to work there. The social media point is is a good point there. I mean, you know, the fans have such a voracious appetite to consume content, Absolutely. and particularly when it's content from their their heroes, their superstars. So there's a demand for these players to publish, 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 and yeah. um, you know they spend a lot of time on the training ground. So that's it. Yeah, that's basically it. And and we totally saw that a couple of times. Just giving you an example, if you think about when uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was moving to Manchester United, back to Manchester United, uh, I think when was it? Two years ago? Three years ago? Perhaps Something like three. That. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, two seasons. Yeah, so we, 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 when that was announced, basically, we saw still so many um, pictures with Allianz branding out there because a lot of media was also taking uh, the the trainings footage uh, or training stills because those are, that's also another thing uh, talking about a licensing maybe point of view or rights point of view. 
mainly or most of the time those those trainings pictures are free to use for editor editorial purposes right other than uh, um, um, stills which which uh, were created during a match for example so this is also something which is which is a great asset as well being able to free distribute it or distribute it for free to media those trainings pictures so there are a lot of advantages there and and yeah with the cristiano example we saw a lot of um, exposure for us even though we obviously were not actively involved there but um yeah just having this uh, the the our brand on the trainings kit was a, was a great asset there is it something you'd look to replicate with other clubs that you maybe maybe it's 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 not our main focus as said but it it could be if 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 the offer is right and as you just said um obviously clubs realizing that there is a, a potential there as well on a financial um, um from a financial point of view but yeah as said definitely something we are always having an eye on um also talking about and we we are a big supporter of women's football as well so we are front of jersey with bayern munich women as well or we are back of jersey with juventus women and there's a, a huge um, potential as well still i uh, i think or we think to have uh, brand um, um awareness there as well not only on the training gear but wherever right so i just wanted to to add that as well so as said we are always looking for new trends uh, in in the world of football obviously and new possibilities Sebastian, I like to end these podcasts by gazing into the crystal ball, by looking into the future, making um, some predictions or seeing what the, the future holds. I'm sure you're not going to reveal any individual club names, but can you tell us what would be interesting? If Allianz were to sign another stadium deal, and it sounds like you know there are certain plans uh, underway for that, which region would it likely be in? Which country would it likely be in? What are the main considerations as you move towards this next deal yeah as said uh, already a couple of times it always depends on our um, um colleagues in the in the specific countries slash um, regions and also it depends if there will be a new venue per example because as said we really really try to avoid renaming um a venue so um well, the next one might be in an area we obviously, and you you already said that, Alex, um, we are not present yet. So um, also when talking about the continent, so this <laughs> might be already a, a, a massive hint, actually. Um, and yeah, other than that, there 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 might be new new partnerships um, in twenty twenty four coming up um, uh, when talking about naming. But it's obviously not as frequent as other sponsorings because, as said, this is a a, a lot of work that needs to be done uh, before naming a venue, and uh, a lot of facts and figures need to be considered as well. Also talking about. Um, where is our return on, on investment there and stuff like that. So they, we are doing always a lot of analyzing, uh, yeah, talking about that as well. So, yeah, but but this is all I can say now. Um, have, an, have an eye on it uh, or, or uh, yeah, uh, observe it. Uh, we will or you hopefully will soon hear about uh, our new partnership potentially coming up. And, um, yeah. 
No, that's fantastic, Sebastian. Thank you very much. I will keep an eye out. No doubt Football Co's team of sellers will do the same and be uh, picking up the phones as soon as an announcement is uh, is made. Sebastian, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me again. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Please do make sure you subscribe to the podcast and who knows, maybe even give us a rating and a review. Thank you very much. All the best. The Football Co. Business Podcast. The most creative minds and innovative thinkers in football.